Welcome to Pending Final, the podcast covering all the things you never knew you never knew about VFX. So what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode nine of Pending Final. And today we are going to talk about simulations and break down kind of the different steps and disciplines within simulations. And joining me today is my lovely co-host, Helen. How are you today? I'm good. I've, uh, I've had a relaxing day. I'm, uh, I'm about to continue having a relaxing day. <laughs> it's, uh, it's all good today. Everything's great. How about you? All right. I'm just staying inside, staying out of this awful weather. It's very rainy and windy and just, oh, it's a very dreary day. So good day to record a podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so simulations. What, when you, what can we tell the common Pike public? What is simulations within VFX? So simulations are, um, are weirdly similar, but obviously very different to animation um, in that it's the, the moving things that you see on the screen. But rather than being uh, like keyframe animated, like very specifically, you know, this leg goes here, um, it uses a lot more um, sort of physics based simulations. So it's things that are trying to replicate things that would happen in the real world. So you've got water and fire, um, things being destroyed, um, hair and cloth simulations. Uh, so things that technically you could animate if you had a really long time. Um, but the simulations really do um, sort of I don't want to call them a shortcut because they're definitely not. Um, they're obviously really complex things, um, but it's just a different way of producing these uh, these effects that that really um, bed things into the the world that they're they're being shown to be in. And would you say that these are kind of done like by using like algorithms or like because I know you said use the word shortcut, but like is there a way? I mean, in my very limited experience, I know you could kind of by the shape, you know, the size of a ball and by putting it in an environment with this kind of gravity, it affects that. Is that kind of how these things happen so they can get photoreal looking things like water and fire and things like that? Yeah, so they are using um, a heck of a lot of maths. Um, so they are they are working with different forces uh, that exist in the real world, as well as a whole bunch of additional ones that get put in there to, uh, you know, spice things up a bit um but yeah so like gravity and friction air resistance um water resistance all these sort of basic physical forces that that exist in the real world it's uh representing them in uh, a digital environment um, and having them uh, interact with each other to interact with the materials that are that are there um so for Perhaps you might have um, a model of a man standing in the sea uh, and the simulation would be how the water reacts around him. Like, is it going to crash into him? Is it going to... Um is it going to flow around him? Like, how exactly is that going to work? Is the water moving back and forth? Um, are these big, huge waves, or is it a very gentle, still um, sort of pond where you can see every every little movement? So it, it's it's some really intensive and technical stuff, and often it's things that you don't realise you're seeing. There's an awful lot of FX simulations for things like dust and mist, uh, things like that that are toned down very much in the final shot that you would see but if you took them out you would definitely feel like the world was very dead so they they really sort of that they can be anything from a really big front and center there's a 
big building that's exploding, or it could be, you know, very subtle, um, you know, sort of low-level mist or, or clouds or things like that. And so. within, I know we, like one of our first episodes, we talked about pipeline and things, so maybe kind of bouncing back to that. Where where does this kind of fall within that pipeline of like a shot being created does it work in tandem with something or um where where does this kind of fall within like the vfx pipeline so this is um obviously it happens all before the lighting uh, part so when we start placing lights into a scene and actually rendering out these uh, final images um, but often they are interacting with the animation teams who are working on this stuff uh, for example that man standing in the ocean um, if we wanted him to be walking along through this through this water um, we would need that animation of the man walking so that the simulation knows where that guy's going to be if we start doing that simulation before we have the animation then we don't know you know we're not going to have things hitting in the right place the water isn't going to be flowing there's going to be sort of overlaps so it's um sort of after animation before lighting mm. i would say that makes sense because i know sometimes i've i've been in some dailies for various shows where all of a sudden they have to go back to the anim stage and now i understand why sometimes it's a big deal to go yes. back especially if some simulations tech anim whatever you want to call it has been done that it's like okay now we have to kind of start back at one kind of thing yeah, absolutely. So simulation can be done by a whole host of different people, um, but almost always right now, um, Houdini will be included at some point. So that's a tool uh, which is developed by SideFX, and they um, it's a, just a huge, uh, very powerful simulation tool which an awful lot of the big uh, VFX houses use. Uh, there's actually a really cool um, reel from um, Houdini's customers, uh, which is put together by SideFX, which would be awesome if we could link that to. Um, but you can see that it's everything from big budget movies by DNEG MPC Frame Store to um, Pixar to uh, live action movies of um, anime in Japan. So there's a whole host of different uh, stuff being uh, done with it and quite frequently these can be broken down into three sort of teams um, you would have the sort of traditional fx which is things like fire smoke water destruction that sort of stuff um, then you would have your creature fx uh, which are skin hair fur uh, cloth um, all the things that would interact with a moving uh, creature um, and there's also crowd effects, which often kind of gets overlooked, but is such a huge part of it. It's one of the things that probably has the most uh, academic papers written about it. Uh, there's an awful lot of papers written about uh, crowd simulations of flocks of birds or um, sort of crowds of people, like how traffic uh, runs, all that sort of stuff. That's often done using crowd simulations. Um, and there's an awful lot of games out there as well that use crowd simulations just as um, sort of almost the whole point of the game. Um, just the other day, there was a announcement um, at the Sony PlayStation uh, sort of state of play, I think they call it, uh, for a new game that's coming out, which looks to me to just be crowd sims that you direct at each other. Um, and I just sort of saw it and I was just, you know, 
it's the the sort of bread and butter of our our crowd teams. Um, so it's it's some really cool stuff there, and obviously everyone's interacting with the layouts and animation teams in different ways. Um, crowd quite often can't do their simulations without an animation to begin with of say a walk or run cycle that gets repeated um and we've also we've we've mentioned this before we actually mentioned this in our anim episode uh two episodes ago where what kind of sometimes what they call like a hero character but then you can also then you know a hero character is that's your front and center aka why it's called a hero but then you can also have more of a basic kind of you know you can have more of the basic, like, okay, here is, you know, engineer one, two, three, and four, or A, B, C, and D. And they're more simple kind of like textures and things like that. But then you're able to then put them in this simulation and be able to then populate a crowd from this. Exactly. Um, and we can also be applying motion capture to them. Uh, so it isn't always a hand animated walk cycle or run cycle. Quite frequently, it's a, um, a walk cycle or run cycle done by a mocap team. Um, so obviously, it's not always going to be the same thing because we've got a whole host of different body types and physiques and levels of athleticism uh, that mean that run cycles and walk cycles can be very different depending on the character. Um, but it's uh, it's also a really good way of getting them material to work with and to populate um, it quickly you know again by using motion capture and things it's again it's not cheating it's just these sometimes these films have to have like a six-month turnaround you need these little shortcuts or you know little just tricks almost to get these things done faster but yeah. still look great yeah, it's uh, it's all to do with the technology. It's funny when you were mentioning the simulations and things, it may and video games and things. The first one that came to my mind was the video game Lemmings. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly that's the same been thing. This for thing years. from PlayStation is exactly the same thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what um, the game The Sims is, or you know, Sim Ant. I remember there was Sim Ant, and it literally was it's and Sim City. Yeah, it literally stands <laughs> for simulations, and that's why they're called The Sims or Sim Ant or Sim City. It's simulation, and it's yeah. It just took me years to realize that. But I was like, oh, it's because it's a simulation. Got it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The, the, the name of the game that was at the, the PlayStation reveal was called Humanity. Um, and it's very much uh, a sort of, yeah, it's just like some crazy simulations going on. It was, to be honest, a fascinating trailer to watch because I'd be, I'm very interested to see if that is some uh, real time simulations that are happening or uh, whether these were just beautiful images put together for a trailer. We should, we'll link that in the description. And yes, please. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Let you guys decide. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of the other things that gets uh, done in simulation is things like cloth. Um, so we, our animation teams can animate a person, um, sort of, you know, say a lecturer standing in front of a class gesturing with his hands and he's wearing a jacket that's, you know, a, you know, a loose fitting jacket. Um, if you wanted to, animation could very easily include all that secondary motion of once the um, lecturer has gestured with his arm, the fabric has that secondary motion of it doesn't follow it exactly. It has that little bit of lag behind because of inertia. Um, so there's that little bit of uh, fabric that gets um, 
that, that, that needs that little bit of extra animation on it. Um, and we could obviously have our animators put in all that secondary motion by hand every time. Um, but what we can do is we can use uh, simulation tools to actually do that for us. Um, and one of the cool things that actually has been used recently is a tool called Marvelous Designer, uh, which is almost exactly uh, cutting out patterns the way that you would in real life for making costumes, fitting those together with the, the seams exactly where they would be. And that allows the simulation to be even more accurate uh, because it allows the... Um, Wherever the uh, seams are, there are those pinch points so things can't uh, move quite as far. Um, it, uh, it allows for the fabric to drape in the right places. And it's, it's some really fascinating stuff that they've been able to just take something that's it's, it's almost obvious when you look at how they do it. Like, of course you would just make the same patterns. Why wouldn't you do that? Um, and obviously when you have these custom-made costumes for actors, why not take those uh, patterns that have been made for those costumes and put them straight into the computer? Uh, so there's some, some really exciting stuff that happens with that. And um, things like Marvelous Designer, um, I, uh, the only one that's just at the forefront of my head right now because I've been thinking about it a lot recently. Um, but things like that can really, um, really make things feel like they are real in that world. Uh, and it's super interesting to, to see them uh, demonstrated. Sweet. Um, one of the other cool things is destruction. I love the destruction. Um, this was always my favorite dailies. <laughs> I um my one of my first couple of years in working in visual effects, I, I was on the FX floor, and I just I love seeing the FX dailies of like destruction and things. So this is always fun. Yeah, and um, I actually brought this up very um slightly in our model 3d model episode last episode uh, which is if you are planning on having a vehicle of a car that is going to be destroyed um, say the bonnet's going to be ripped off and then the engine's going to fall apart and the whole thing's just going to collapse into pieces on the road all of those individual pieces need to be made um, but you wouldn't expect the animation team to individually move every bouncing nut and bolt that that would fall apart. Um, so what we do is we have our um, our FX teams can simulate these um, these pieces falling together. Um, so there's a couple of different uh, well t two things that I want to sort of talk about here. One is um, the actual objects themselves being simulated. So where there are um, hard angles or curves that make as soon as they impact the road, they would bounce in a particular way. Uh, if two of them hit each other, those uh, two surfaces would interact in a different way to to move off each other. Um, but there's also um, say the particle effects, uh, which aren't physical objects necessarily, but they obviously you would have sparks flying or little tiny pieces of shrapnel that can be uh, simulated as well that would, would fly off too. Uh, so this is uh, a really cool way of making the, um, the this engine falling out of a car and, and like being decimated into many pieces. It increases the uh, the realness of the, the whole thing. Um, like I say, every little bit of effect simulation that goes in there uh, helps to, to 
embed it into the world and make you feel like this is a thing that's actually happening. Yeah. And I think in today's world of like YouTube and being able to do things frame by frame, you, it, it's almost a little bit of a pressure to get it just as real world as possible because you know somebody is going to pick up on it and go, oh, that didn't quite, that went through the floor or that didn't bounce like how it would or, you know, something has slipped and whatnot yeah. and uh, it's funny you talking about this made me think of one that uh a fil- those films that seem to have this on steroids was the transformer films <laughs> like literally no i it just occurred to me i was like those guys at ilm just must have really because sometimes those transformations there almost was so much going on you couldn't see what was going on because you would have so many spinning parts and moving and sparks and smoke and things i mean it, literally that's what was popping in my head when you were talking about this was just yeah. like that must those those teams must have just been like like yeah i would love to see a breakdown of just all that just an fx breakdown of doom 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 how they did that yeah. because that's insane but anyway continue so <laughs> Something that is, I, I think, still holds up as a really, really excellent uh, FX reel is actually 2012, uh, which is not a recent film, strangely enough, <laughs> with a name like 2012. <laughs> um, so this has got some um, some really cool uh, moments in it where it's almost simulations on simulations on simulations. Uh, so we have uh, the animation of the ground um, splitting apart um, with the houses all falling into the, the cracks and the trees all falling in and then there's water and there's all sorts of stuff going on. Um, so this is actually a really cool um, a really cool way of seeing how they layer up on each other and how you need to have those houses falling in so that you know where those trees will have to land on top of them. Um, it's obviously there was an awful lot of back and forth that would have had to happen here in order to make that uh, really sort of bed in together. Because as I feel like maybe now we might have sort of hit the point where we can just put it all in and do it all at the same time. But sometimes you need to go back and forth. Um, there's an awful lot of different... Um, different teams there, uh, different skill sets that need to be uh, utilized for this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. One of the other ways that um, sort of different types of simulations can interact with each other is the the scene with Baloo and Mowgli in the river on the Jungle Book, Uh, a thing close to both uh, Shannon (laughs) and my hearts. Um, but the um, with that you've got fur simulations and water simulations working in tandem um, and you can sort of see how um, the fur moving affects where the water can go and the water will affect how the fur clumps uh, so there's an awful lot of uh, different little bits and pieces that, that go together those moving parts that need to be um, that need to be slotted together in order to, to create these effects uh, one of the other cool things I just wanted to talk about very quickly is uh, Dumbo, uh, which came out at the beginning of this year, this, 2019. Yes. Uh, yeah. So uh, with this one, um, the big thing for this simulation-wise are the ears. Uh, he's got these ridiculously enormous ears that have a huge amount of... Um, skin and i guess you would also call them cloth uh because they do act like um you know big sheets of of gross skin 
Um, but yeah, so like there's a, a really, really cool article on the SideFX website where they actually talk about um, how the simulations were done on this on this show, uh, specifically the, um, the ears and also the straw that he is in for most of the movie. Because uh, that's obviously another thing where you don't want animation to have to individually place each bit of straw um, but you do kind of in some ways need to art direct where that straw will be in order to make a pleasing image uh, so that's actually some really really complex stuff that the the teams had to do there uh, so if we can link to that one as well because that's really really interesting to read um, but yeah it's uh there's some really really cool stuff uh in in dumbo and the jungle book with uh, simulation work yeah, I remember um, before this was before I got into visual effects. It was about a year prior that I went to a talk and they were talking about the scene where Harry is holding Dobby in his hands and that actually that simulation wasn't skin. It was cloth. So you got the perfect uh, pressure held so that you know because obviously when you hold something that the press you know the skin kind of gives and things yeah but it, it kind was of warps under the pressure exactly and they were saying though but what was interesting that it actually was a cloth simulation not a skin simulation and they were it was it was groundbreaking at the time i don't remember exactly 100 percent why because now being in visual effects things don't wow me as much or it I guess I'm now more privy to that knowledge but i do remember very vividly them going on about that so yeah, um, it's I, I I love this issue that we've kind of run into both of us, where visual effects movies are kind of fine now, like yeah. they don't really like astonish us the way that they used to, which kind of makes me sad, and it also makes me the worst person to go and see movies with. Um, but it's because, funny you it's yeah, funny you say it's funny you say that though because when we were talking about 2012, I think some people get a bit like destruction movies out where they're just like oh god because the story isn't anything really spectacular but what is spectacular is what has to go into these destruction scenes yeah you know like i know everyone hated man of steel because of all the destruction how he basically tore all of metropolis up but then if you step step away story-wise and go yeah but that all had to be built and things like that that you kind of just yeah yeah it's i do i run into an interesting thing sometimes and i actually have people sometimes reach out to me now on twitter when like something's happened visual effect wise they're like what does it mean and i'm like yeah does it mean anything narrative wise it's someone didn't activate like a node or something so yeah, yeah. um it might also be maybe time to move into crosstalk sure um i saw a tweet today um about uh, gemini man uh, which yes. was a um, an article that someone had put up saying, you know, uh, the t tomorrow's actors don't require a trailer or people to um, like wait on them hand and foot. Like this is something that can be done entirely within a computer. And uh, the retweet I saw was just like, yes, it was done without anybody's help. Like no, nobody contributed to that digital human at all. <laughs> if anything, it's the complete opposite. <laughs> yeah, you need a hell of a lot more people. 
<laughs> yeah, like, and a whole bunch of another company. And this is something we're going to touch in, in a couple episodes in the future is the visual effect business or like as a company. Like, there's a lot of like just preconceived notions that no, that actually is needed more yeah. on things. And it's interesting that you say that because uh, some of the guys at work were talking about the Irishman trailer that just came out for the Netflix yes. film and they had the de aging of De Niro and things but it's um yeah that's definitely the opposite like no yeah it's- and unfortunately now because of like um Cap- uh, Captain Marvel and you know this film and things like that there's got to be like a, oh well, well you know I mean it got started with Arnie from Terminator Genesis but it's really just blown up now kind of this de-aging and digi-double stuff that, it, no, actually, it's more work is involved. It's not that simple. Yeah, it's just so <laughs> funny to, I just, I saw that tweet and I was just like, oh my god, I can't believe someone actually wrote this article. And, and it's tricky because like, I don't want to come off like an arrogant know-it-all because they just don't know. Do you know what I mean? But it's it's very tricky because sometimes, and that's why like we were talking about like in our animation episode and everything that it's like, I hate when people go, oh, I fixed it. I'm like, no, there is no fixing. Like, <laughs> stop it. Like, it's just, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I know there's like a YouTube channel out there too, where it's like VFX artists watch good CG and bad CG, or they do all these various things. And sometimes I'm, I'm hesitant because like, it also bugs me. Like when I see things like, oh, stuntmen watching this stunt from, or, you know, not even stunt, like fight, you know, professional martial arts or what and I'm like it's two different things like you can't even like try to b- bring a quote professional opinion to it when it's yeah I, yeah. I digress I'm, I'm going off topic but yeah <laughs> as you can tell it's it's a trigger thing for me I'm just like oh <laughs> uh, so trailer wise this week we've also had a new Frozen 2 trailer uh, which I am way more excited about than I was anticipating me too <laughs> Me too, actually. I remember that song being played to death and I just being at like frame store being like, oh my God, just turn it off. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm actually really surprised. Yeah, it's, um, I, I mean, like aesthetically, it's, you know, I don't know, it's the same as all the other Disney movies. Like it looks like Tangled. It looks like Bolt. It looks like every other Disney animation that's come out recently. Uh, it's just that things are steadily getting better technology wise i think like they've always going to have that same aesthetic forever yeah of, you know the big eyes the exact same round face every every character's got the same face well, unless I mean, they're I... a male in which case they get a really interesting facial features <laughs> yeah i guess that i mean that's what makes it the quote disney look but i think what makes this interesting actually and kind of tying into this episode with i from what i'm getting from the frozen trailers i'm not as deep dived in it as maybe some of our listeners or viewers but it seems like there's lots of elements in play and what are the elements earth wind fire air did I miss one? I don't know. Uh, well, wind and air are the same thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, any- the, the thing is, like, you'd say water normally, but like Elsa's got ice powers, so it's like but tangentially it's water powers. But that trailer, you have this wave. Like, I remember actually watching the Pixar film Ratatouille and the oh, opening of it. 
it literally felt like, okay, this is Pixar showing off in a good way. Yeah. Here's our water simulations because that scene, it was just like, this was way too long. We did not need to see him. Brave is another one where it was like, let's look at our hair simulation. Moana, actually, I just watched some of the behind the scenes the features. The water be- for that, yeah. Uh, well, the water and the water and hair interactions, mm-hmm. which I didn't even think about. And it was like, oh, wait, yeah. And she has curly hair. So, and with having someone who has a better half with curly hair, appreciating the humidity and when it gets hit, I mean, it's those things that it's not even just in visual effects that these things have to be thought of. It's also in animated features. So it's, again, how some of these disciplines cross over a narrative as well. And um, so, yeah, I think it'll be interesting seeing these simulations done in Frozen because they don't have to be photoreal. So you can kind of play with the physics. It doesn't have to yeah. be like, oh, God, those leaves didn't land just like how they're supposed to. Oh, wait, air is not supposed to pick up somebody in the air and not kill them like a tornado. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's what's cool about this trailer is like, obviously, with the first movie, it was just, you know, ice really. I mean, like the, all the fractal stuff that they were doing. Super cool. Yeah. Um, but with this one, you've obviously got um, there's a load of fire in the trailer. You've got the these um, the, the leaves being swept up by the wind. That's all again, looks both simulated nicely, but also kind of art directed in some yes. way. Uh, so that's a, another really, really cool feature where you sort of go, okay, how, like how, how have they done that? Is that sort of partially um, some animation to start it off and then filled in with simulations? Like how are they doing that? Um, there's some beautiful mist everywhere. I love mist in, uh, in movies so much. <laughs> uh, it's just the best way to add atmosphere. Um, uh, but yeah, there's some, some really cool stuff. And like you say, that enormous wave, um, which actually fun aside waves are so hard oh because like and to be fair water in general is quite hard uh because the scale of it can look really really wonky if you don't have the right level of detail in there mm-hmm. um and sometimes having too much detail makes it look too small well, and i think what's also fascinating about that is that's where you have the human element where you really need a good technical I don't know if it's technical supervisor or director or whatever that can look at that and go, oh, yeah, by doing that, that's actually making our set look smaller than bigger because of the size or the detail or things like that. And that's where you need that someone who has that really keen eye to detail to get it to work. Because there are sometimes it's just like, oh, yeah, if they make the ripple too big, then that makes actually the, you know, the animals and everything look smaller and things like that so and knowing that that's the thing about supervisors right is like if you don't have a supervisor who necessarily understands the relationship between those details and the the uh, implied size of the the simulation, you can end up getting notes that end up pushing you in the wrong direction because mm. they think that you need to add rather than take away, or they think you need to take away rather than add because they haven't had that experience, uh, which is just a cool little aside about different types of supervisors. Yeah, <laughs> that could be a whole another episode. <laughs> 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 but uh yeah i can't think of anything else trailer wise but yeah i it's interesting with like gemini man it's like of course will smith he he has aged great where it's like it doesn't i mean and also i remember 90s will smith so it's weird kind of, i haven't actually seen all the trailers for gemini man but it is kind of like uh i don't know yeah. i haven't seen the de-aging but i don't think it's going to be anything as spectacular as like say what they're trying to do with De Niro and then it runs into also that interesting conversation of one is for Netflix one is for cinema release and this is something maybe we can dive in when we get back into award season and things of where where does the 
line of visual effects fall because from where I'm working, it's all kind of becoming the same level. There's no, oh, okay, you work in TV, you're the B team. Like, it's starting to be like, no, they want the A team for everything. And yeah, absolutely. Yes, it's a very interesting time, but that will be another discussion another time. Yeah, actually, there's one other thing that's come out this, this week or the week before, which is Ad Astra, uh, which is a... Um, it's fine as a movie, um, but it does have some really cool um, VFX work in it. So um, both sort of like spacey, cool well, isn't, stuff. Isn't there like a battle on the moon or something? Yeah, some weird, weird because stuff happens I, in this I need movie. to watch it because if you think about that, car chases are hard as it is. Yeah. Now, take away one eighth percent gravity... There, thank you, Space Camp. I remember that. That now you have to have things happen to where if a car gets hit or whatever, it's not going to flip like it yeah. would on Earth's gravity. It's going to do the whole, woo, woo, woo. you know, it's yeah. really going to. I wish people could see me doing the hand motion right now, but. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the, the sound effect kind of <laughs> made it. But you know what I mean? And like, and when if people get hit, that's the other thing in space. Well, I mean, space, in, especially, there's, there's no gravity, but on Earth, there's, you know, one percent and so when you get hit you're gonna be kind of flying back but it's not gonna be that sharp jolt so i'm actually i cannot wait to kind of hear about the sequence and things and yeah. how it, they had to kind of change their thinking about it and things but yeah uh, absolutely yeah. But, but also um even just um you're more straightforward you know, there's a man alone in space movies of which we, I think we've had one every year for the past maybe five years now. Um, but in, in this year's a man alone in space movie, um, (laughs) we, we have the usual thing that we do. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, we have the usual, um, sort of space themed things where you've got, uh, rockets leaving and returning into Earth's atmosphere, uh, where you have an awful lot of reference of what that effect looks like. Um, so there's a, I'm sure there's a making of video that I've seen tweeted. Um, but yeah, you can see how they've matched um, their rocket uh, re-entry simulations to actual footage of, of um, you know, how that looks. Um, so like, oh, yeah, I think there's, I think there's a whole bunch of really, man. really cool stuff in there. Yeah. I think they did that for first man and everything. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, it's, it's, it's just, um, it's a fine movie. I don't, I don't necessarily think it needs to be a full feature length movie. I don't think it has enough in it to make yeah. it a full. It's, it's probably got about maybe half an hour's worth of story in it. Mm. And the rest of it is just, you know, Brad Pitt brooding. Now, and oh, some what? other really weird stuff that happens, which for the first time ever, I'm not going to talk about spoilers because I think you wanted to watch it. Um, but yeah, some weird stuff happens. I, I saw a great tweet that now all the Ocean's Eleven guys have been in space now. Because <laughs> we had Matt Damon with The Martian, we had George Clooney with Solaris, and now we have Brad Pitt with Ad Astra. And even Sandra Bullock's been in space. Oh yeah! <laughs> for Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, gravity! Yeah, gravity! Um, <laughs> And it's funny, I know what Ad Astra means. It's uh, to the stars, because that's yeah. also in the Kansas, uh, like where I, one of the places I used to grow up was, it was Ad Astra Paraspera, uh, yeah. to the stars through adversity or vice versa or something like that. So yes, there you go. I even know my Latin. Woo! Thank you, Catholic <laughs> School. All right, on that lovely note, Helen, where can they find us? They can find us on at Pending Final on Twitter. 
Pending Final on Facebook. We are at Pending Final on Instagram. And you can email us at Pending Final, no, Pending Final at gmail.com if you want to send us any beautiful comments or suggestions and we're also on youtube we're trying to get up to about 100 followers so we can get a custom url but we also have a video version of this if you're more kind of the youtube folks but uh thank you very much for listening to this episode and uh we will see you guys next time approved final <laughs>